Question number two, what does the great resignation look like in cybersecurity? And I'm going to have Deidre kick us off with this. Yeah, thanks. Uh, so without being depressing, I will tell you that it's, uh, it's been significant it's been so significant that we, I released some data, Wall Street Journal picked some of it, so just picked it up in some other publications uh, to show that we saw nationally, and this is US data, we are the largest cybersecurity staffing firm in the US, we do primarily PERM work. There isn't a whole lot of contract in security. It's starting to come. It's mostly perm. And so uh, what we would see uh, is traditionally, why would somebody would be leaving? The first thing out of their mouth was either the people they were working for, uh, one person that they're not enjoying is not helping support them moving forward. Uh, and there isn't, and, and that's sort of buried in opportunity typically. And so it's, it sort of goes along with opportunity. And that would sort of be the first thing that's coming out of people's mouths. Well, we uh, looked at data from 2,000 professionals uh, from uh, you know last year and uh, into this year, and uh, what was their reason for leaving when they came to CyberSN? And uh, the number one uh, answer was, "I'm completely burned out." Like it's the first thing that came out of their mouth. We've all heard of burnout; it's been around us, but I can tell you, it's never been the first thing out of people's mouths when we ask, "What's the reason you're looking?" Why are you talking to me? And so uh, we saw we know that why that happened. Supporting IT, never mind you know more attacks, never mind our own lives at home being completely you know thrown off by COVID. Uh, another piece that was interesting that came out from that research was that we were able to separate East and West Coast folks, so to speak. Uh, and um, on the West Coast, we saw an even higher level of burnout from the perspective of workload based on uh, acquisitions and mergers. So during COVID, we all know more billionaires were made than ever. That means that more companies transacted and merged and, and acquired, and therefore security professionals were buried in double to triple the amount of mergers and acquisitions on top of everything else. And so but we, that was really a West Coast thing, though, which is super interesting because prior to COVID, remote didn't exist, really. I mean, that was not here. So we were able to look at East and West in that way. And so I would say that, uh, you know, uh, it, it's been dire. People retired early, people exhausted. And so what we see is the companies that have high EQ, emotional intelligence, that really care about how people think, feel, and perceive and are in that conversation, they're retaining talent. They're not losing talent whatsoever. Those that aren't in that conversation didn't really think about those things and come to their uh, teammates with solutions of how to navigate this world we just got thrown into. Those people left. And uh, it was uh, you know, six times greater than we normally saw uh, at the end of last year. Thank you very much for that. I always talk about servant leadership and I feel that that's exactly what you're driving towards as well. Charles, you're up. So um, I'd actually like to say, based on what uh, Deidre has just outlined for us, that the great resignation for many has looked like opportunity. <laughs> because those folks who left, there are other folks who are trying to go into those organizations and are benefiting from the lessons learned. Um, those organizations who have lost them, uh, more people are looking for flexibility. They're looking for increased pay. And that comes with the fact that these folks have left these organizations, have left a void 
And now folks are willing to either pay more or give more flexibility to incoming professionals, um, uh, whether it be uh, individuals transitioning out of government into private sector. Uh, by day, I am a government, a federal government employee um, doing cybersecurity compliance. So we've lost a number of professionals out of my government agency who have left to go for the private sector. It's created opportunities. And likewise, it's opened up opportunities for others who would like to move up or take on higher roles because now there's not as much competition within these organizations for uh, promotions because they've lost folks. There's also opportunities for people to come in and get the promotions that they've been looking for as well. So it's been a mixed bag. And I agree that it really kind of depends on where you live, what the job market is like here residing in the DC area. There's no question that there are just bountiful opportunities in cyber. So most folks have taken advantage of the fact that now that we're doing this remote teleworking, I can live anywhere. I know within my network and the folks I talk to, it's like, hey, I can make DC money and live somewhere else. So most of them have resigned to look for other opportunities in other places. Very, very insightful. Thank you for that. Jax, kicking it off to you. So you guys have covered so much of what I was gonna cover. So I'm gonna try not to just reiterate what you both have said because the, the, I think they're spot on. Um, something that I wanna highlight was what Deidre said was about the acquisitions. And for me, I actually personally experienced this. When you have acquisitions, you have all these mergers, you have new startups. And what I have been seeing, and I witnessed this myself, is you get into these startups. And when you get into a startup, there's 20 or 30 people. And when you get in there, you're wearing, you know, five to 10 hats and it goes back to burnout. So I think that that is a big factor is because we are seeing so many startups coming into this, this sector right now. And then just to highlight a little bit about what Charles said, the, the individuals that have worked at startups, including myself, I actually am avoiding those. I want to go to an organization that has some stability, that gives me a good package, that provides me unlimited time off and I can work from home and I'm not working 80, 90 hours. So I think that we're going to start seeing more of this shift because the certain organizations are starting to realize that it's environment, 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 and culture. Like all plays a part in, because we can control our environment when we're working at home. And a lot of people want to work at home. But what we can't control a lot of time is also the culture and our leadership. So a lot of individuals are starting to focus on that. And there's a saying, and I believe it's very true, is there's no bad teams, they're just bad leaders. And it's meaning, it's not saying that that person is a bad leader. They just don't know how to have a high IQ. They don't know how to listen to their people and understand and have empathy. So I think as we move into that space, which we're seeing within certain organizations, this big resignation is gonna hopefully start to slow down a little bit further. Now, and that's, that's an amazing point talking about culture. And so I appreciate the way you brought that up. It's about the leadership taking an understanding of the culture around them and making that culture better. Max, Rick, it's- Rick, sorry. I would love to just comment on that. You know, uh, and, and Charles and Jax both, both hit it, that companies will change. They have to, you know, when I first started building my uh, matching solution uh, and a place for professionals to have their profile, I said to, I said to my team, and I still say it to this day, when people can make a move and job change quickly, companies will feel it. They're not feeling it now, 
and they haven't felt it because it takes six months to a year for the average person that's got experience to get their next role once they start looking. What a joke. So that means that these companies get to, you know, have these people around that don't want to be around. And that's a vulnerability by itself with another, you know, another place we could go down. But the, you know, the reality is that I'm so excited. This is the flip side of this. I'm excited because companies will feel the pain at a greater level than ever because of remote. Uh, you hit it on the nail on the head, Charles. Like I won't even work a, a job at this point with our company. We're making a policy. And if they want us to work it and it's not remote, we're doubling the price. Because what we've seen is it takes us, if we can fill it, it takes twice as long. So, uh, so you know, it's, it can be done. It's just the cost of that is greater. So, but, you know, so there is some real silver linings to include the folks that are new to cyber who have been struggling like crazy to get in. Well, now companies are more open to training, which is the only reason they can't get in is because companies haven't been open to training. And I don't blame them necessarily because they don't have the resources or the time they're fighting and they're not able to even pick their heads up. And so, you know, these silver linings are, are upon us, which is great. Which is Max, great. take us home. Boy, it's, uh, you all hit some great uh, notes. And Rick, you started talking about it. Culture eats strategy for lunch. and Unfortunately, culture comes from the top. It means it comes from the leaders. Uh, and boy, Jax was hit the nail on the head. We have leaders that are, are lacking EQ. We have leaders that really, they don't understand what it means to be a leader. And so people are leaving leaders. They don't generally leave because of compensation, although that is definitely a factor people really leave because of, of poor leadership. And then uh, on top of the great resignation, which I, I wanna also call the great firing, because if you don't have the jab, you're out of here. Oh. Uh, right, so we have another issue on top of it, which is making it even more difficult. So uh, we can also call this uh, the great opportunity because this is a great opportunity for the analyst, a great opportunity for the technician, not necessarily a great opportunity for the business uh, or, or the team, because they're gonna have to pay a lot more now. Uh, so you're gonna have to do more with less, which also means that we're not going to have as strong a cybersecurity for our nation. And that is gonna be our issue for 2022. Any follow-up? I mean, solid points and so dead on. And uh, so the jab, as you said, I'm going to steal it, Max. Uh, we have not only seen people have to resign because of the force, but those taking jobs, you know, who don't want to get vaccinated, the offers falling through. And, and really, it's because companies don't have their policies down yet. We just saw the federal government or the Supreme Court justice, you know, do what they did last week. And people had been waiting to really put their policies in place. And and so all that ambiguity caused people that were, I'm not getting vaccinated to not take that job because of the ambiguity for sure. Uh, and I forgot about, I need to add that to my notes. 